Chapter Twenty Nine of Tyranno the Conqueror by Ray Cummings. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by Tony Oliva. A Woman's Scream. The Black Cloud of Death. We stood there at the casement of the palace, gazing with a growing terror at the visible evidence of the tragedy which threatened a black cloud off there in the distance spreading out rolling inexorably toward us and then came the wind and with it a breath of the black monster a choking horrible suggestion of the death rolling already over the city we must have been fascinated at the casement for some considerable time elza's thought messages had ceased abruptly i came to myself the black cloud of death i turned to georg and maida alarm the city arouse them all alarm maida's face was white she flung off georg's arm which had been protectingly around her the siren terrible moments those that followed confusion panic death the public siren in the tower by the lagoon entrance shrilled its warning the danger lights blazed out the city came to life lights sprang up everywhere people with the days of sleep still upon them appeared at the casements on the rooftops on the canal steps they appeared fumbling with their boats panic a pandemonium aircraft such as could so hastily be mustered swept overhead a glare of lights everywhere the shrill voice of the siren stilled to make audible the broadcast warnings stentorian tones screaming the black cloud of death escape from the city escape to industriana warning advice command but over it all the breath of the black cloud now lay heavy the lights were dimmed by it everywhere to every deepest recess of the city to every inner room where to escape it many had fled its deadly choking breath was penetrating within the palace was turmoil we had an air vehicle on a landing stage nearby but georg and maida would not leave at once rulers of the central state as a director might stick to his crumbling tower they stayed now in the great city encouraging the people maida's voice futilely attempting to broadcast over the uproar georg commanding the official air vessels to load with refugees himself struggling to direct the jam of boats toward the embarking stages we were in the instrument room of the palace the air was pale blue though i had closed every casement ourselves choking already then gasping and with no time or thought to procure a mask the chemical room from whence we might have secured apparatus to purify our air had been abandoned before we thought to seek it out i dashed into it my breath held its casements were open its air thick blue with the fumes its staff long since fled i ran back to georg and maida gasping my lungs on fire my head roaring no use abandoned the department of weather control where had we been forewarned we might have found means to divert the wind by another of our own creation was deserted by its staff at the first alarm no use georg maida let us go the mirrors all about us in the instrument room were going dark 
the horrible scenes of death throughout the city which they pictured were vanishing the public lights were going out the broadcast voices were ceasing the city now was out of control but still the lagoon outside was packed with boats overloaded boats screams of terror choked into silence boats with frenzied occupants leaping into the water to find a quicker happier death a woman with a babe in her arms on a housetop across the lagoon the infant already dead the crazed mother flinging it down into the water herself following with a long gasping scream at last georg pulled at me no longer could we speak pulled at me and with maida between us we fled the air outside was worse in the dimness our landing stage seemed belans away the flagged area between us and the stage a space of square-cut metal flagging bordering the lagoon was littered with bodies dead or dying people even now staggering from landed boats staggering blindly stumbling over bodies falling and lying always where they had fallen with our own senses fading we groped our way forward soon we were separated i saw maida fall and georg pick her up but i was powerless to reach them the landing stage seemed so far away the dead and dying beneath my feet obstructed me as i staggered over them a woman reeling toward me flung her arms about my neck with an iron grip of despair i stared into her face purple almost with its congested blood her mouth gaping her bloodshot eyes bulging and even with the terror distorting them i saw beneath it their look of despairing appeal her arms clinging to me desperately but with a curse i flung her to the ground and reeled onward without knowing it i had come to the brink of the water's edge the flagging seemed to drop away i fell dimly i heard the splash as i struck the water and felt a grateful cooling sense as it closed over me i am a strong instinctive swimmer i did not breathe and when i rose to the surface the single swift breath i took was purer than any i had had for half an hour past my head cleared a little swimming instinctively and with cautious breaths i found that i was able to go on i know now that by some vagary of chance of fate if you will i had struck a surface area where breathable air still remained i swam striving to plan to think where i might be swimming yet it was all a phantasmagoria with only the strength of my muscles and the instinct to preserve my life remaining to direct me swimming endlessly swimming taking a half gasp of breath swimming trying to think or dreaming was it all a dream when i came to myself i was lying upon a bank of ferns in the outskirts of the city it was still night the black cloud of death had passed on the air was pure like a man for days bereft of water i lay and drank in the air pure at last as the almighty distills it for us bodies were lying beside me on the bank a dark 
silent house stood nearby and a deserted boat all darkness and silence the brooding silence of death i was still dazed maida georg they seemed like people in a dream long faded industriana they were going to the real city of industriana i had been trying to get there i must get there now join them i climbed to my feet the edge of a forest was nearby and with wavering steps i started toward it looking back on it now i realized that i was even then half crazed in a daze i must have stumbled through the forest for hours unreasoning with only that one idea to get to industriana and in the background of my consciousness the vague belief that elza would be there to greet me into the depths of the untrammeled forest with unguided steps i wondered at last i found myself wondering if the dawn were coming the tri-night hour was long since past the auroral lights as i could sometimes see them through the tangle of vegetation overhead were low in the sky insects sometimes larger beings leaped and slithered unseen before my advance but i did not heed them eyes may have peered at me as i stumbled through the blackness of the undergrowth but if they did i did not notice them and then at last i was brought abruptly to full rationality and consciousness stumbling through a tangle of low growth a black thicket which tore at my garments and scratched my flesh i was transfixed by a woman's scream it came through the darkness from near at hand a crashing of the underbrush and a woman's scream of terror it stopped my breath turned me cold elza End of chapter twenty nine